Welcome to Factopia, where we explore the wonderful world of facts from our amazing world and beyond. I'm here with my super team of investigators to bring these amazing bits of information to light. I'm here with my little brother, Benny. Hello. And my dad, Chris. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us again this week. Hey, kids, I have an amazing fact for you both today. Ooh, what is it today, Dad? Do you know there is an egg-laying mammal in the world? Dad, what's a mammal? Good question, Betty. Well, a mammal is an animal that breathes air, has a backbone, and has been born with hair, or will grow some during its life. And nearly all mammals give birth to live young. Does that mean humans are mammals? Yes, we are, Alia. But more on that for another day. Daddy, you said mammals have live babies, but you also said mammals lay eggs. I thought only birds did that. Well, yes, birds do lay eggs and other creatures such as lizards, fish and more. But this is what we will be talking about today. The mammal in question is technically part mammal and it's part of the monotreme family, which means egg-laying mammals. And you met it last week at the zoo. Do you remember Rex? Echidnas! I remember Rex! (laughs) Good job, the both of you. We saw Rex and his family at feed time. They're so cute. I remember they had a super long tongue and they were super spiky. Yes, they did. Rex was a short-beaked echidna, which is found in Australia. The other echidna is the long-billed echidna, which is found in Papua New Guinea. Do you know what baby echidnas are called? Puggles. Aw, how cute. Dad, I need to use the bathroom. Time for an ad. Meet Hannah from Ravenwood Studios. She's your local fandom photographer. She photographs from newborn sessions to family photos. Find her on Instagram at Ravenwood Studios and book your shoot today. And we're back. Yes, it is. Well, echidnas are very old. Very old, in fact, they're considered one of the oldest current living mammals, having evolved between 20 and 50 million years ago. Wow, that's super old. I bet they are just as happy about being who they are. How come I never see them out and about? Well, you do. I've seen them a few times in the world in life. But the main reason are they're very, very shy and tend to only come out at night. That means they're nocturnal. Yes, they are. They have burrows where they sleep. So unless we go digging, you'll tend not to see them during the day. And if you see them, they become very frightened and roll up into a ball to protect themselves until they feel no more threats. So if we see one daddy, we will leave them alone. Yes, Benny, that's a good idea. So back to how puggles are made. The mummy echidna lays an egg in her pouch. Like a kangaroo. Similar, yes. They both have pouches and kangaroos give birth to live young in their pouch. Then after 10 days, a puggle the size of a jelly bean is born, blind and with no hair. Then they spend seven weeks in their mummy's pouches as they grow. But after the seven weeks, there are spikes begin to grow, and they're too spiky, so they're left in the burrow. Oh, then they grow up and leave for their own home. Yes, Benny, you seem to understand. What do they eat? Well, echidnas have no teeth, but remember that super long tongue? It's super sticky, and they use that to slurp up ants, worms, and their favourite, termites. In fact, echidna's scientific name is Tachyglossus, meaning fast tongue, which seems to fit them perfectly. And I remember another thing that the zookeeper told us about echidnas, they can live up to 50 years in captivity. And their spikes are actually hollow hairs. Oh, good. You did pay attention, sweetheart. I did too. They also said echidnas are related to platypuses. Yes, they are, Benny. 
The platypus is the only other member of the monotreme family. Well, that's all we have time for today. Thank you for listening to us. Bye. Please subscribe and leave us a review so it helps others find our podcast. Bye. Bye. Welcome to Factopia, where we explore the wonderful world and beyond. I'm Alia, and this is my father, Chris, and my little brother, Benny. Hi, guys. Hello, everyone. Today, we have an interesting fact for both of you. Kids, I'll give you some clues about what we are going to talk about today, and I'll give you your first clue. Do you know what some of the oldest sports in the world are? Hmm, uh, is running? Well, yes, Alia. Running is a great example of an old sport. Running as a sport was easy to do with not much setup required. The ancient Greeks used to have running events in the ancient... Well, yes, Alia. Running is a great example of old sports. Running as a sport was easy to do without much setup. The ancient Greeks used to have running events in the ancient Olympics. But the sport I'm talking about isn't running. Is soccer old, Daddy? Oh, that's a nice sport, Benny. But in the terms of old sports, soccer, or football as it's known in other parts of the world, is actually quite new. According to history, it was invented by English teachers to help young boys in England play sports. But there have been elements of various ball sports throughout history. Okay, Dad. Well, can you give us another clue? I know both of you love the beach. Well, this sport has something to do with that. Swimming! That was easy, Dad. Yeah. It must be swimming, Dad. I love to swim the beach. (laughs) Okay, good try, the both of you. Yes, swimming is definitely a sport and an ancient one too. But this sport is one that you use a board with. It's something you both have seen but have not tried yet. Oh, hmm. Well, that Ben and I have both tried our bookie board, so it must be surfing? Yes, good guess, sweetheart. Oh, surfing. I really want to try some surfing, Daddy. Oh, so would I, Benny. But it's a common misconception that all Australians surf. Us who do not live close to the beach generally are not surfers, but doesn't mean it wouldn't be fun to learn. So, Daddy, how has surfing come about? Well, Alia, archaeologists have found evidence of surfing in a place close to where Nanny is from, in a place called Chan Chan, Peru. It's just north of Chile. And those stone carvings date back 5,000 years ago and show people surfing. Oh, wow. Them must had so much fun when they found out to do it. Yeah, I would have been at the beach all day as there obviously wasn't anything else to do. No, YouTube? Nothing. <laughs> well, yes, YouTube did not come around for at least a few more years. Well, skip now a few more generations. Now surfing is in Hawaii, and it is a central part of their religion. James Cook, yes, the same James Cook who discovered Australia for the English Empire, was the first person to describe surfing when he saw a Hawaiian doing it, and he described it as he who had the most supreme pleasure while he was driven so fast and smoothly by the seas. So, did the Hawaiians invent more than surfing, Dad? They definitely helped push it into the mainstream, popularising it with the help of the Americans. The father of modern surfing is considered to be Duke 
Now, get here. This is a very complicated surname. Kahana Moku. He was from born from 1890 to 1968. And he was an Olympic swimmer who started a surf club in Waikiki Beach. Wow, that so much information. How about we take a break? Yes, please. I've been waiting. 